happy to be with you. This is Angela. And let's start with a prayer. And we'll take a nice deep breath of love and gratitude. Placing our hand on our heart, if we can. Connecting in with spirit. Connecting in with our higher Holy Spirit self. And we give ourselves self-gratitude for showing up today, for being on this call, for listening later, for our own desire, for our healing and our awakening. We come together in a sacred circle, holding hands, offering support and non-judgment. We just allow this time to commune with spirit, to to ask what would be helpful for us to share, what would support us right now. We thank our teacher, Jennifer. We thank the teachers that we are to one another. We're so grateful for this community. And we dedicate our healing to the one, to each and every person we meet. We allow this call to happen with ease and grace. And so it is. Amen. Okay, so I will unmute everybody. Just a moment here. And then everybody can jump right in and say good morning and what's on your mind. So having a little bit of technical challenge, but here we go. Let's see. There we go. Okay. Okay. One moment. Okay. One moment there with me. And action. Here we go. Okay. We are live, so you can feel free to jump in and say hello. Hi, this is Shelley from Oklahoma City. Hi, Angela and Shelley. This is Lori from San Francisco. Angela, thank you so much for um, opening our call. My pleasure. And so that may be all of us who can share right now. We're a small group right now. So just uh, just a few of us and maybe our other caller cannot say hello. Um, so feel hello. free if you guys... Oh, there she is. <laughs> Hi, it's Linda in Erie, PA. Hi. Hi, everybody. So welcome, and please, let's just dive right in if anybody has something that you'd like to share or ask. Um, floor is yours. Well, 
One thing I will share with um, with you, Lori and Angela, um, I've noticed recently that um, I don't seem to be struggling near as I near as much as I was when I first started. Um, and there's still some judgment that I have about my growth and my shifts and my changes, but um, I don't seem to be struggling like I was. And um, even when the thought to make an unloving remark to someone comes into my mind, I'm less likely to say it. I'm a lot more compassionate with myself and with others. So I'm very grateful for that. Anyway, that's what's on my mind. Beautiful. High five, Shelley. Oh, thank you. Thank you for your share, Shelley. Um, I um, have felt the same way and or similar. And um, this morning when I woke up, I... Um, started having these thoughts of I've been working really hard to part-time jobs that end up being more like (laughs) full-time and um, so Saturdays and Sundays are like really precious time for me and I woke up with a a little thought of uh, you know what's like what's changed for me and um, in the last couple weeks some you know recently I have been sharing on the community call and daily talking to prayer partners and just wanting you know committed to have one thought system you know think with God and just be open and what I realized yesterday I I am really good at running my own life like being in control and you know and everything in Course of Miracles and everything Jennifer teaches and what I've learned from all of you is it's not long-lasting. Whatever the ego creates is not long-lasting. And so I'm always, like, starting, revving up and, and, and just to land and then start again. And um, I don't want to keep landing on Saturdays and, like, um, be in the to-do list. I want every day to be like a Saturday. <laughs> and um, so right now my, I have a lot of decluttering to do after having moved in a rush, in a hurry, two times this year in six months. I have a lot of boxes and I'm looking at them and I'm like, I can do this. You know, I can change all this and I can simplify my life. And uh, so I could look at a horrible thing happened this week. Um, I'm in a roommate situation where I'm running a room from a lady who doesn't live here. She owns a house, but she just rents all the rooms out. There's four rooms, and right now there's just two of us because there was a man here and he got arrested on... Tuesday morning, and I won't go into the story, and I don't need to put that in the space, but 
my true self, that's myself I, that thinks with God, my true self is saying, this is a gift. God did not want that man in your life. You know, he's gone now. Instead of going into the story of, you know, the landlady is negligent and she doesn't do background checks and, you know, like just building a case against this landlady. So I think in one of the journals, there's a list, you know, like what don't you want on one side and then on the other side of the page, well, what would you want? And um, I want to be settled into a home where I have no petty things to think of, you know, just, I guess simply put, because it's the whole world of, of my existence, I am then focusing on the petty things, um, you know, I'm in this home and there's no washer and dryer. That was a deal breaker. So the landlady has a, she has, she's a chronic liar. You know, she just says things that work for her benefit and it turns out not the truth to who she's talking to. In her Craigslist ad, and I have printed it out, there was, um, it stated that there was a washer and dryer. And, and after I gave her the deposit and she cashed it, I said, I'd like to see the garage. She says, why? We don't use, you know, tenants aren't allowed to use the garage. And I said, well, you told me the washer and dryer is in the garage. We don't have a washer and dryer. And I said, so anyway, it went into her, she doesn't take responsibility for um, her communication. And so I have an attorney friend who said, oh, that this happened is a is a good window of opportunity if you wanted to move. And I thought, oh, you guys, I don't want to move for a third time. Though there's lots of places I could move to. Um, you know, I could go down a little laundry list of how my room isn't even fixed up the way this woman told me that it would be. I can't. I don't have. I just have a view of the ocean and and the window has condensation built up in between the two panes of this dual pane window. The the seal has broken. The inside seal of this insulated window has broken. So there's like a rainforest inside between the two pieces of glass. So I can't see out to the view <laughs> through the haze. And and so I think that is a good metaphor for the the e- my ego keeps me in a haze. And I don't see the truth. If I think with the ego. So taking a breath right now and today's a day where I'm I I I'm in I'm in I think habits kind of like are something that you know, how, like a plant has to take a root. And my habit of of thinking with God has, 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 the roots are starting to take. And so with God, anything is possible. And in love, everything returns to its natural state. So that's who I want to be is coming from a place of love and let love care for all. Anything that comes up and my ego's kind of like a little brat and the brat won't have anything to complain about 
if I live in love. So there's my answer, right? <laughs> Thank you for letting me share. Well, that was thank you. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was just going to say, um, this is Linda. I was just going to say that it's beautiful that you are noticing it. And um, to me, it feels like in listening to what you were saying that um, today is a day of possibilities, of being able to um, deepen what truly is your heart's desire, what truly is how do you want to feel in this world, and to let go of that laundry list um, to see if letting go of that list, at least the attachment to it, I mean, there are things that you would like to have, but at least letting go of the attachment to it will allow them to come to you. Um, that's That was just a thought that popped in my head while you were speaking. Thanks. Thank you, Linda. Yes, that that so you just put words to um, simply put where I've landed. <laughs> I've been like on this roller coaster, and it's been going fast, and and a lot of it is a straight road. It's it's it, well, I guess it's up and down. Yeah, it's a roller coaster, but whatever. Anyway, I just I've had my seatbelt fastened, so I didn't fall out. <laughs> <laughs> I just kept I just kept going, going with the flow and I'm like, whoa. You know, and it's like if if I were to tell you guys what this guy did to get arrested, this you know, all of our egos would be swirling. And I'm like, no, I'm not going there. Why why do you need to know what the illusionary thought system is doing? It doesn't matter how little and petty I was telling my roommate, I said because she had been living with this guy for, uh, not living, you know, in roommate situation. Um, she, she rented one of the rooms and he rented the downstairs room. And and she um, was saying, oh, my goodness, I was living, you know, in, under the same roof with this person for, you know, so many months. And and um, and I thought, you know, it, and she's, she she believes in God and, and, and she's, she's, you know, Christian, I guess. And so so I could talk to her in a way that I said, you know, it doesn't really matter what what we do because Jesus is forgiven. You know, Jesus was the perfect sacrifice. He he showed us that we can't die. You know, our spirit lives on and we're created as God that created us. And I didn't get too deep with her, but I just said, it doesn't really matter what the ego does as petty as stealing from your boss because you like a really good pen, but it's his. You know, it, it, it's still feeling and and yet um what this man did you know could be so you know it doesn't matter what how you can measure and horrendous you know how horrendous it was but but the thing about it is 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 that's the world of the ego the duality you know measuring stuff and with and if god you know i mean if you want to believe not want to believe but i believe that god's done you know limitless and and talk about possibility, we I get to allow that um, living an unlimited life of 
God's joy and abundance and love. And 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 um, we, the the you know I, I'm I'm sitting in 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 the journal, you know, deep desire of the heart. And and Jennifer clearly, I'm ready for it. You know, our destiny is to become devoted to our relationship with our own holiness. It's our just, de- you know, what, what did she say? Um, it's it's your judgments and opinions are at the bottom of the deep well of endless wanting and never having. The judgments and opinions create a hole, H-O-L-E, hole, where your wholeness could otherwise reveal itself. You must choose love for yourself and stay committed and devoted. You must relinquish your opinions and judgments. No one can do this for you. The secret is not in one more book or class or retreat. The key is in simply living it, really living it. Invest yourself in the tools, the practices, the friends, the prayer partners, and the community that will walk the talk with you and alongside you. Invest yourself in discovering the joy that lies in a committed devotion. In those prayers, partnerships, sacred circles, and practices. So, you know, she says you can bring the 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 end of wanting and never having. You can bring the end of seeking and never finding. And and that's why way I look at my my um, boxes of stuff that I've carried with me from here to here to here. To, you know, it's like, okay, I'm done. Then, so with that game. So anyway, it's. I've always wanted to what Jennifer says: walk the talk, and you know, um, live in the love and walk the talk. I don't know why, you know. I mean, and being in masterful living, I'm so grateful for our community, for each of you, and everyone out there. Um who is committed to live a life of their dreams. It's our choice, right? This is Angela. I was just... uh, I've had, you know this realization that um, it seems, you know, I had a lot of thoughts when you were talking, Lori, but to to ask you, and I've heard you say that you're, I'm not sure if this is your contract, but that it is really that to live the love and walk the talk is part of the deep desire of your heart. And it it's just kind of becoming clear to me that um, that's what is, happening like you've asked that at the deep level that that's what you be led to so to have someone misrepresent you know what's in the apartment is your opportunity to live your heart's desire of living the love so how to live the love walk the talk when it appears you're being lied to so it has to be that that's so helpful to your deepest desire. And 
I think, too, is to recognize when we have that separate desire going on. And I think this can this is where the masterful, the, the challenge to be masterful of, okay, here's what I'd really like in an apartment. Here's my ideal. And as Linda said, like, I let go of what parts of that will happen and which ones won't. And ultimately, I seek in all of this to live the love and walk the talk. So there is a lot of navigation when you are having some, you're creating your ideal and doing that without attachment can be challenging. But you can trust, you know, that God is doing it, all this, taking in all your, all your kind of requests and putting together the most perfect situations that will bring about the highest good. But for me, this has been the challenge, is not allowing the ego to seep in and say, my ideal is what I deserve and it's what I want. <laughs> it's like your ideal is almost like a request and then you sit back and allow and you always go to your heart's, you know, aspiration in response. But, you know, this is my speech to myself. So thank you everyone for listening. <laughs> yeah, it was perfect. I mean, what you just said led me to realize that I I think I in my ego mind I think I'm just so strong and you know I can do anything and I've proven it to myself even setting up my my new uh, queen size platform metal framed um, it's a metal frame bed took me four hours, but I didn't have any help, and I don't know if I even asked for help. And the next thing you know, I did it myself. I was so proud of myself, and I took pictures and everything. And and it's like, okay, so I can do that by the seat of my pants when I'm under the gun and the mattress is arriving tomorrow, like, you know, you know that's what it was the next day. And, and Jennifer says, in this deepest desire, you must have the courage the courage, the courage to give up what you think you want in exchange for the fulfillment of the deep desire of your heart. Because you can't ride two horses in two directions and arrive in, at the kingdom. It's it's exactly what you said, Angela, for me. That my deepest desire is just just simply, always since I was a little bitty girl, and I and grew up Catholic, and I wanted I learned about Jesus, and I wanted to be like Jesus. So that leaves me with what well, asking you know I'm like what questions should I ask you know that not that I'm afraid that I'm asking for the ego, but if I'm truly committed to ride one horse. <laughs> but you cannot ride two horses in two different directions. She didn't say different, two directions, and arrive at, and arrive at the kingdom. Then my question is one question. What would Jesus do? I'm in a situation to pause, just pause and ask, what would you do, Jesus? And then there's my watering the, the, uh, the wisdom, the plant of wisdom to have it take that habit I told you of thinking only with God to have it the roots continue to go to grow 
and grab hold. So that's who I am. I have a business mentor who is a funny little guy. His name is Tom, but he, somehow he got the nickname Big Al. And he's not. He's a puny guy. <laughs> he's not a big guy. Anyway, he's, he just cracks me up. He says, what if? What if our, in, instead of New Year's resolutions, we had um, new habits that were taken into the new year? And I'm like, yeah, I'm in. <laughs> all in. I only need one new habit. Think with God. Amen. Just wanting to give other people a chance to say hello if you've joined later and you'd like to say hi, feel free to do that. Hi, this is Anand. I just joined in. Um, nice to be here. Hi, it's Sean. Just wanted to say good morning. Hi, right, thank you. Carla. Oh, good. Okay. Yes, I just I'm on. I have a speaker on, so I have to turn it off. But hello, everybody. Oh, okay. I'm here. And I'm probably busy. I probably can't talk, but I'm here. We're all here. Yeah. So, any other comments based on? sharing that's already happened or something else someone wants to to begin? Well, this is Shelley in Oklahoma City. And um, uh, what Lori said about um, choosing what uh, Jesus would do and and been working with affirmations of making the loving choice and um, and learning to love myself and really trying to open my heart up to um, my divine self and uh, anyway um, and then a couple of weeks ago I was really struggling with um, my daughter and the the anger that she still has or appears to have with me. I've been doing the divine experiment. Instead of calling her, I've been doing the divine experiment, and um, I don't feel any need to call her and have a conversation with her about how she feels. I just know that I know that I know that she loves me. And whatever it is that she needs to say, the right time the conversation will come up at the right time. I don't need to make that happen. And um, also, a couple of weeks ago, the man that I had dated for so long, I ran into him. It was not anything. It was very unexpected. Um, and so we talked for a while. And um, 
at first he said he really wanted to get back together and, you know, obviously I have still had feelings for him because that's been such a a journey for me to walk through. Um, but as we continued to talk and as we sat there, he he said, you know, maybe I'm not ready. Maybe I still need to work on my stuff. And he has never said that to me before. The focus was always me and my behavior or me and I'm not happy. But the whole conversation shifted to maybe I need to take some time and really work on my stuff. And um, would it be okay if I contacted you in January? But just to give me some time to work on my stuff. And, um, you know, that was, I did not manufacture that at all. I just allowed that to happen. And I said, yes. And um, have been at peace about that also since then. So I don't, um, I mean, I don't know what any of that means for me, um, except that I'm not trying to make any of that happen. And and I've also been doing the divine experiment because all my kids will be coming and staying with me over the holidays. And um, one thing I did notice about myself is that when I get stressed or feel insecure or don't feel quite right, like I feel like I'm separate from or separated from the group or not as good, um, I get really quiet and really small. And um, and I saw my I see myself doing that and. Um, and I'm no longer choosing that behavior um, or to stay in that behavior as long as I have in the past. Because that seems to happen for me automatically. But I've been saying the divine experiment about that for when my kids come. I don't want to be quiet and small and just sit there on the sidelines while they're doing what they're doing. And so um, I just see us all as one. We're all equal. We're all connected. And there's no one's smarter or better or anything. So anyway, feeling a little bit of excitement about them coming and staying with me over the holidays. So thank you. That's beautiful, Shelley, how all of that is unfolding and I can hear the oh this is Linda by the way I can hear the the peace in your voice like there's so much calm and peace in your voice when you're talking about it and these are all things that I've heard you talk about is very challenging in the last few months it's just beautiful to hear Uh, well, thanks, Linda, and that's been one of that's been on my um, my contract to have some calmness because when I started this um, journey with you guys in Masterful Living, there there wasn't calmness. I was always anxious and um, frantic, and um, so yes, thank you. And actually, I've been I've penciled it in. I've not redone my third contract in the third journal. But I was looking at it today and thought, it's time to go ahead and put it in ink and um, do your third contract. But it's pretty much the same. You know, my aspiration is to be calm 
and to be my true self, loving, competent, and calm. So thank you so much because you guys have taught me that. Yeah, this is Angela. I just want to applaud you, Shelly. I'm here shaking my head like, wow, this is awesome. And I thought to ask you in terms of, because I'm really inspired by your use of the divine experiment to to work in the invisible instead of maybe having conversations with your daughter. And I was curious to ask... Um, I don't know what what was what made you feel you could trust that, or what made you feel like that would be the best way. Oh well, I think initially I was um, quite um, I, I was feeling quite emotional, and um, and some people don't respond to that very well. Some people are very put off by excess emotion, excess crying. And she's someone that doesn't, you know, that that just does not work. Um, So I knew I needed or wanted to, my desire was to wait until I got to a calm place before I had a conversation with her. And um, or at least that's my perception is that she doesn't want me to be emotional. And as I went through a week or two of doing the divine experiment and and praying to get to that calm place, that was kind of why I did it that way, because I wanted to be calm before I talked to her. And I, I know those divine experiments have worked for me. So, And I, we've been texting, and it's been a lot friendlier than it has been in a long time. Uh, we've not had a telephone conversation but we've been texting and it seems uh, there seems to be a really warm connection. She, um, there for a while she wouldn't even answer a text or a phone call with me, but I know she's busy, you know, she's got a job and a husband and kids and so I tried not to have a lot of judgment about that, but um, sometimes I would. But now she's very responsive and um which is awesome. And and same thing with my youngest daughter, who I was really worried about. She's not a, she's living in a situation that to me seems really unsafe. And um I've we've had dinner together and we've talked and it's been warm and friendly and she knows I love her and I'm supporting her if she wants my help. But I'm not telling her what to do either. But I'm certainly there if she needs me. So both, yeah, so both daughters, I've been doing different divine experiments, but both of them, um, there's been a a shift. And and it's not a shift because of any action, but I'm I'm not trying to make it happen. I'm just allowing it. And and also with Joe, you guys have heard me talk about Joe for this whole year. I've struggled. And then I finally got at peace and... um, was trying to let you know, letting go and moving on and looking to the future and and doing all that. And then when I ran into him, all those feelings of oh, I really love this guy, but it didn't really work. And 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 the fact that he recognized it was was pretty amazing. 
Anyway. There is no anyway about that. You are rocking it. <laughs> That's awesome. Thank you for sharing. You're welcome. This is Linda. I don't typically share on this call because I'm in Masterful Living 3. But since we're such a small group, (laughs) and um, this is the second or third time it's come to my mind to bring this up, I'm feeling maybe it might be helpful to somebody else too. Um, So I noticed, and I had a a conversation with Angela about it, that um, I was starting to feel disconnected and I couldn't quite figure out why I was feeling disconnected and then um, a few days after noticing that that's what I was feeling I finally got an answer in in my meditation time that um, the reason I'm feeling disconnected is because it's November now, and the holidays are coming. And um, so probably a lot of you guys don't know this because you aren't in, because I'm not in your group. Um, but um, my father passed away last year in May, and he was the uh, primary caretaker of my mother. And... Um, my husband is um, awaiting a kidney transplant and is a dialysis patient. And um, last year, when the holidays came, um, because I was grieving the loss of my dad and um, struggling with the extra responsibility of not just taking care of my husband, Uh, but also taking care of my mother, that um, I was really dreading the holidays because we have every gathering at my house. (laughs) Um, All the holidays, all the birthdays is always here, and um, which I love. Normally I love. And um, my father also really, really loved the holidays, and there were things that he... Um, did that were like his job to do during the holidays, like, you know, Thanksgiving, I was always carving the turkey, my sister's always making the gravy, dad was always mashing the potatoes, and we were a team, you know, all of us together. And so just feeling that sense of loss and emptiness and um, really giving the meaning of it that I was going to um, feel deeply those same feelings that I felt last year that um, brought me to a state of depression um, in January because I just I went into the holidays just like 
I just did it because I had to, <laughs> because everybody expected it of me, and I really didn't want to do it. I just would have rather just, like, gone away and shut the door and not had the holidays at all. And um, But I got through it, and I learned through um, everything that came with the depression. So um, when this feeling started coming up again, I thought, okay, so I can really learn from this. I can really take a look at it um, because this is how it was last year. It does not mean that that's how it's going to be this year because I've learned and I've grown and I've felt the presence of my father with me in so many different instances. And I know that we're one. Um, so I really just got to a point where I, um, through speaking with Angela and, and doing my work, um, like asked, what is this trying to teach me? And can I just give myself over to whatever emotion arises and acknowledge it and appreciate it and honor it and um, be willing to harvest all of the learning from it. Um, so even though there's still a there's still a sadness, um, it's. It's not something that I'm trying to push away anymore. I'm not trying to bury my head in the sand and pretend that it's not there, um, n nor am I um, allowing it to have power over me, over how I'm feeling um, as far as what the holidays are going to bring and um, allowing it to repress my joy at all. So that's about it. <laughs> Just thought I, I should share that because I kind of got the nudge to do it like three times already today. Well, thanks for sharing that. Um, I just felt like it was really great that you came to the idea that you know, just because, see, I remember the Course says something about, the Course in Miracles says something about how we always think that the future is going to be worse than the past, and or the, or the past pain is going to repeat itself, and that's not necessarily true, and I think that sometimes facing the situation as it is in the new, in the new way, whatever it is, is 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 kind of a brave thing to do. And it's kind of like saying, okay, well, you know, this is how it was in the past, but I'm open to it being different now. You know, I'm opening it to being, I'm open, I'm opening myself to being different or I'm opening the situation to be different and um, see how that goes, you know, because these things in life, they, 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 they do happen, you know, where a loved one, passes and um we still have to get together and do the events that we used to do and um 
you know, I, I don't know the right way to confront the situation, but I do know that running away from it is only going to make it worse. In my mind, it's like running away from a situation doesn't necessarily, depending on the situation, but running away from the situation doesn't really necessarily help, especially in this kind of situation, because I feel like there's there's room for growth. When somebody passes, there's room for growth for everybody to heal who's, you know, lost something from that situation. And so all the new people, all the people who come together, they're looking for something to fill that void. You know, so the joy that we are able to, even if we're not able to bring it, but even if we're able to bring some relief to the situation and be like, okay, let's do this thing and we're gonna we're we're gonna do it in in the memory of you know and and because the reason I'm bringing this up is because my grandmother passed a couple of years just like last year or the year before and um you know it's been really it it's actually been very liberating for me to be able to go through it's taken a couple of years to actually feel better about the situation but now I'm able I'm able to find that with family and stuff. I'm able to bring up things about her that I wasn't able to bring up before because she, you know, even when I see her stuff or when I see her, when I go to her room and I see all her books and things like that that she used to read and stuff because, you know, I I I live near my parents and she used to live with my parents and, um, you know, I it's still a process where I still am coming to terms with everything that happened and, you know, what that meant to me and what you know my role in the situation was and all these different things keep coming up and the the truth is you can't handle it all at once but being around my parents and seeing how they're handling the situation and knowing that I can bring up stuff about my grandma with my parents and being able to um, share some of those memories and being able to laugh at some things that happened in the past you know, all these different things that we're able to do now is all healing. It's all healing. So we shouldn't run away from things because there's a chance for healing if we move into the the future. It just depends how you handle the past. You, we don't need to run away from the past, but we can look at the past and say, and, and, and even laugh about it or even be able to say, hey, you know, wasn't that a nice thing or wasn't that fun? We don't have to worry about talking about the past as if, you know, I know the past doesn't exist, but I'm, all I'm saying is that it's okay to talk about the past. It's not like something wrong. It's not like a sin to talk about the past. It's just sometimes the past will come up for healing, and sometimes we can talk about it, and you'll find that you have a lot more support than you think. So that's what I wanted to say about that. Yeah, thanks, Samand. Yeah, and I, I really feel like um, I was I was afraid of allowing those emotions to surface because um, I have in the past had a um, an issue with um, clinical depression, and uh-huh. so I was and I was feeling like you know this wound is still fresh. You know, it's healing, but it's still very vulnerable. And I was afraid 
to allow myself to go into it. But I know that um, with the tools that I have, with the tools that um, Jennifer has taught us, with the journaling, with um, the worksheets that ask the question, and with my um, um, my practice of um, dance and movement and spiritual practice, that I can dive as deep as I am willing to allow myself to go into those emotions to allow them to come up and out and um, and watch how beautifully they can unfold if I allow them instead of being afraid of them so much that I'm just wanting to push them away. That's wonderful, yeah. The tools, yeah, absolutely. You have the tools now, so you have you have that, and you can you know how to use them. So I hope that uh, you're able to to use those, and I trust that you will be able to when you need to. So it's a whole different ball game than it was in the past. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's not you're not the same person. You're armed with new tools, tools. So that's great. That's good. I hope the best for you. Yeah. Thanks, Amand. This is Carla. Uh, Ascension Pathway. It's a, it really comes to me as well in your share. Um, Linda, it's a, it's growing in awareness. Every experience, what whatever it seems like, whatever it feels like, it's an opportunity and and healing and growth. You know, and um, and sometimes. <clears throat> I think always, but maybe um, I, I'm, I'm trying to <clears throat> remember the words Jennifer says. Is like in every in every situation, every challenging situation. I think it, the the bigger the challenge, the more it's it's challenging. The the bigger the growth. And so I'm just hearing um, I'm hearing you know that you have are still actually <laughs> using that situation or, or perceiving that situation or re-energizing, I don't know what, it, all those things maybe and more of that situation and, and uh, growing from it and learning from it. Because I never said, I am a learner. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Carla. Mm-hmm. Maybe not always a happy learner. <laughs> I get there eventually, you know. I get there. Yep, I'm willing to be a happy learner. <laughs> I wanted to say something that I'm sort of facing now is that um, this is on um, that it's coming near close to the year end, and um, I'm starting to think about the fact that. Um, I was talking to my mom yesterday about the class and I was telling her how much benefit I feel like I'm getting from being able to have the, you know, the Facebook group and have these community calls. And she was saying, well, you're not listening, you're not participating in the Monday night calls so much. And 
so she was saying that, well, you know, she was basically saying that they, that they wouldn't pay. My parents are paying for the class, and um, I don't have um, I don't have the money to pay for the class. So I don't know what what I should do because I feel like the support that I'm getting, I don't think she understands the support that I'm getting from this group. And um, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And I'm kind of worried about what I'm going to do coming up this new year. So um, I would like to stay participate in Masterful Living again. Um, but I'm just wondering whether what you get, do you guys feel like that it's wrong that I haven't been participating in the Monday night classes as much or that I've been sort of not a positive, maybe not such a good presence in the class. Um, I don't know. I just don't know what I'm, what, what to think about the situation because I'm a little bit worried that I might backslide if I don't have, if I, I've been experience, getting to experience a lot of support, which I really am have been grateful for. So I don't know what to, think about it, you know. Well, I know from myself, Anand, um, that I also came to that point at the end of my first year where I was afraid and I found myself not participating in the class as much. And I feel now, looking back on it, like I was weaning myself off in case I decided not to continue. And um, when I finally made that decision that, okay, I've had so much growth since the beginning of this year that there is absolutely no way I cannot not continue. You know, I cannot Mm. continue. Um, That I was able to open myself up to really dive into the deep end, just go all in, just listen to every class, just participate in every class, just fully stick my head in that workbook and and do the work as deeply as I could to prove to myself that I was definitely receiving benefit from um from participating in this class, from being in this class, from being in this community. And um, I don't have a a church that I belong to um, in my area. I've gone to several different churches, and I just, I don't receive the nourishment in those um, buildings that I receive in this community and with Jennifer in our classes. I can tell you that for certain. I just, I get so much fulfillment and so much uh, of a broader view of what is possible for me and everyone else from this group than I do for from any church that I've ever gone to. Um, and I know that um, Jennifer's um, team will work with you with whatever payment plan you feel that you can afford um, because I've done it. Okay. <laughs> um, so, and, and I am, my heart 
goes out to you, and I am holding for you that that um, challenge of the financial end of it will resolve itself, and you will um, come to a place where you aren't holding where that money has to come from from one any particular place. And that it will, um, it'll just come from a place where you have no idea at the moment. Mm-hmm. So I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. Thinking. I think I'm. I'm really glad to hear. Sorry, go ahead. No, that's it. Go ahead. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I'm really happy well, to hear what you have to say. Oh, this really... is Lori. Hey, yeah. you guys. Um, Hi, Lori. It's 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 time for us. It's nine o'clock. So, I mean, it's top of the hour. So. This is really rich and deep, and I'd love to continue, but can we ask if everyone else can continue before we go on? Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. I got you. Thank you, by the way, for what you had to say. It really helped me. And, yeah, go ahead. Continue. Yeah. Angela? Yeah, I was okay if we went a couple minutes over, but I do understand if uh, people have time commitments and, uh, yeah, and also reach out to you on with a couple of thoughts. But um want to thank everybody uh, for the rich sharing and um, we'll pray out. And if anybody is inspired to do that, I'll take a moment and uh, open the floor. I'll pray out. Thank you, Carla. As long as you can hear me well. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. So, so, so very grateful. Grateful and <clears throat> thankful for this, for this sharing, all these sharings, all this opportunity to to gather to learn to connect with our each other and our true self our practice our practicing here what we're intending in our life and so we're so grateful to realize through this connection all the love we hear here for each other that love is all there is love is all we are we are we are releasing we are letting go of any limiting thoughts limiting beliefs um, blocks limitations anything we don't really know and we're just allowing them to arise and allowing ourselves to recognize them to let them go to realize they are not who I am. They are just something I thought was true, but they're not true because we are love. And we're we're entering into the fullness of that self and living that self and experience that self and seeing that in everyone we meet. And we are letting the higher Holy Spirit self Lead us 
and guide us to experience that, that life. And we're so grateful, so grateful for the, the times that we feel that and we are leaning into that, that part and leaning out of the lack and limitation, leaving it behind. And we're so willing, so freely sharing all that growth and expansion and self-love that we are experiencing with everyone because we are truly, truly one spirit. And grace and gratitude, we allow it to be, and so it is. Amen. 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 Thank you, Carla. Thank you, everyone. Amen. Thank you, everyone. Have a great day. Thanks, everyone. God bless you all. And love and gratitude. Mm -hmm. The moderator has.